Hello, welcome to Pillow Talk, the podcast where three guys and occasionally other people will talk about pop culture into your ears. Uh, I am your host of one of three, Mikey, Mikey Krieger. With me also is Fabio Santana, the Raging Cajun. I thought your name was Mikey Krieger. What? I thought it was Mikey Crybaby. <laughs> not like a yeah, baby, but accurate. like the Johnny Depp movie. Oh, like, no, like just, the worst it's, fucking it's movie not like ever? A, not like the Johnny Depp movie. It's like you pronounce Mikey Krieger. It's, you know, Crybaby. That's actually how it's properly pronounced. Yeah, no, it's, it's a... Whatever it's, stupid country yeah, you're from. The, uh, the yeah. G's and the R's are silent at the end. Yeah, and they actually are replaced with the letters B-A-B-Y. Yeah, the, and, and those are invisible. So yeah, it's still there. Germ- <laughs> Germans are really fucking weird language. Um, the, silent the, but deadly. The, uh, the third voice you're hearing is George Loftus. Hey. The, the man of the hour. Yep, because it took me an hour to be <laughs> not hungover enough to record this podcast at 7.45 at night. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally forgot that you're on, like, I know you're on the West Coast, but I wasn't thinking, George is on West Coast time now. I still forget. Yeah, you guys are, like, 30 time. minutes from each other. Yeah, yeah, give or take, yeah. Yeah. But, That's how far San Francisco's from Seattle, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand uh, geography well, or demographics. Yeah, once fucking Elon Musk gets on the uh, Hyperloop, then that's all it's going to take. Did you just call him Ellen Musk? Yeah. <laughs> is right. that like Ellen Page's new name? I don't know who <laughs> Ellen Musk is. You... But see, the literal only Ellen I know is Ellen Page. What about Degenerates? Yeah. Uh, Do you not give well, a shit about Finding I, Dory? I, I already said that I only know one, so now Ellen Degeneres is non-existent. <laughs> this, I, have to, I have to kill her off in my head. You're, oh, you're sticking to your guns, and I really respect that. <laughs> gotta do what I gotta do. All right, so um, a game came out recently. And oh yeah, I it. love uh, I love that shark fin soup. Shark game, it's so good. <laughs> it's dragon fin soup. I I obviously don't care about that. Yeah, Fallout Four is out finally after so many years, and we have it, and we we've been playing it. Two of us have. One of you, us you has. Like, can anybody guess which one is which of the three? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to give a quick little th- thing about why I'm not playing it, why I want to play it, and then I just want you guys to tell me how much I'm missing out. Okay? Sure. Yeah, perfect. All right. Um, I have no hard drive space on my PlayStation. That's literally the dumbest excuse I've ever yeah, heard. Well, no, because I have so many so games great. that I've started but haven't finished, and I refuse to spend $60 on a game until I finish the games I've already spent money on. That's fair. But so I'm trying to be a more responsible student. I want to play this game so bad, but I also have no problem waiting because I got fucked over so bad in Skyrim. After playing 40 hours of that game, my save just ate itself, basically. Yeah, I'm really scared of that happening. Downloaded so, all the patches, honest. installed all that shit, and it didn't make a difference. I could never run Skyrim again on my PlayStation. So That's I'm why waiting to make saves, sure bro. that this, this game is playable in its entirety. And it's not the select few who've gotten review copies have been able to play it. Like, it, it's a little buggy, but I have not ran into anything game-breaking. My, uh, my roommate has had his crash a couple times, but I have not had anything remotely like that. See, I yeah, I haven't had any crashes. I've had just like very slight frame rate issues, but nothing enough to bother me. I don't mind yeah. crashes. Like, I don't mind if I have to restart the game. I don't mind, you know, like restart the game to get to my prior save. I'm not saying restart from right. minute zero. 
I don't mind that. I don't mind frame rate shit. I understand it's a technical marvel, and so there some concessions have to be sort of understood as a as a gamer playing it. I get that. My issue is I spent forty fucking hours in Skyrim. I think I was yeah. I got sixty percent of the trophies. I think fifty percent of the trophies, and then I just couldn't play the game anymore. And so that's not something that happened immediately. That took like two weeks of me to to get that far, you know. And then I so couldn't play it anymore. That was our fault for playing on PlayStation Three, though. I mean, yes and no. Like, I don't. They warned us. They're like, "Hey, you remember that game we made you buy because it looks so cool? Yeah, don't play it because it's actually not working." Oh well, yeah, but I mean, like, think of They're any... like, "Ah, screw you, Bethesda. We'll be fine." Okay, but think of any other medium where that would be acceptable. Okay. Oh, never. Like, it's oh, totally sorry, wrong. this DVD only works on Panasonic DVD players. Like, no, that's a fucking bullshit thing to say. That's yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I'm honestly terrified of that happening to me because that's like if that happens at any point, like I'm pretty much just gonna say, you know what, I'm done for like a whole year. I'll get back to you one day. Mm-hmm. Um, what so, did the? That's fair. Did you just lose all of the memory on your hard drive, or like how how did that no, happen? No, just just the save file. It's corrupted. Well, yes, save multiple save files. Yeah, I don't understand why <coughs> that happened to you, George. Why didn't you save it twice? I did save it twice. I saved. I had multiple save files. That wasn't the problem. The problem. And they all got corrupted. They weren't corrupted save files, but like the game oh. was unplayable. Because oh, were you like at a part where like you couldn't continue, kind of thing? Well, no, I was at a part where um, one game-ending bug did happen to me, where one of the dudes from like the the Brotherhood, like the the werewolf uh-huh. people, he yeah. came up to me and he wouldn't leave me alone. And it got to the point where I was trying to fast travel, and I would be able to fast travel, and then he would run across the map, and then he would just come <laughs> up to me and go, we will make them pay. And so, like, he did that. <laughs> and so it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to fast travel here, and then I've got eight minutes to get as far as I can into the dungeon before this guy comes up and won't leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> and after doing that for two days, I was really frustrated. That's a really weird bug. Deleted everything, tried starting it again. It's, I still had clipping issues. I still had frame rate drops. And I'm not talking like, oh, it was 26 frames per second. I'm talking it was 8 frames per second. It was 10 frames per second. Man, I never had that kind of issue. I yeah. stopped playing it, waited 8 months, bought it on Xbox 360, and I had no problems. Yeah, I didn't have any problems. I, I, did, I did something similar. I, I bought it on PS3. And I got to this part where there was, like, this water area. And I went underwater. And then I, like, fell through the earth. Mm-hmm. And I tried to reload the game. And, it, like, my whole save file was corrupted. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll just <laughs> go die. Because there goes my life. And that was Skyrim? That was Skyrim, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That, that hesitation is why I'm also... I don't mind that I'm not playing Fallout. I'm very jealous yeah. I'm not playing Fallout. But I don't mind that I'm not playing Fallout right now, just because I want I want it to be out in the wild for a little bit to make sure everything is copacetic. That's a, <laughs> that's a fair thing to do. Yeah, uh, I haven't run into not any problems like that. that with it. Um, I fucking love it. It's so fucking good. It's a very very good video game. Yeah, yeah it is. <clears throat> um, yeah, I was hoping that some like one of you guys would be farther in it than I was because uh, I didn't get my copy until Thursday. Uh, cause Amazon wanted to send it to me on Wednesday, but it sent it through the United States Postal Service, which was closed for Veterans Day. Why would they do that? I don't know. Like everything I get from Prime, I usually get through UPS, 
but mm-hmm. th- yeah, this one time, every time, yeah, this one time they're like, no, we're going to use the, the you know the postal service. I'm like, especially since it's a bigger package, like that doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly, and they tried sending it on Wednesday instead of Tuesday, and instead of no, they should have sent it on Monday so it could well, be there. On yeah, Tuesday. yeah, but they like it said it was like okay, we're going to ship it on Wednesday, and then like oh, never mind. All that shit's down. Have you? Did you complain to Amazon? Because I tried doing that once. They were like, "You should have chosen one day shipping." I'm like, "No, I have Prime, and you guys guaranteed me a same date, like yeah. a delivery on the day of release." No, as of like last Thursday, it was saying like it'll be here Tuesday. I'm like, "Awesome, that's great." But um, no, I didn't complain because I, you know, like George, I have homework to do. I was trying to be like, "I'll, yeah, I'll be patient." Yeah. I've got other things I could be doing. Uh, I wanted to pick up and play a couple of games for a little bit before then but uh yeah my roommate had a copy and i'm like well i'll just start it on his ps4 and then i'll transfer the save over and that's what i did yeah i tried beating metal gear solid 5 before i got fallout 4 but that didn't work out yeah. i'm like on, I'm, I'm right at the tail end yeah but i haven't finished it mm-hmm. um well my initial plan was going to be to download um wednesday rise of the tomb raider and then just power through that before uh fallout came but I didn't do that. How did that go for you? <laughs> uh, dude, see, that's the thing, too. Like, gun to my head, if I had an Xbox One instead of a PS4, in a heartbeat, I would get Tomb Raider before Fallout. And that's not to knock that series, but Jesus crap, man. I think too, the Tomb Raider reboot from 2012 was, like, one of the most underrated games of the generation. Like, I, I fully, completely adore that game and everything about it. It's really good. The reason why I'd want to play Tomb Raider before Fallout is just because I know that Fallout I could spend an unlimited amount of time in. Yeah. And it, Tomb Raider, I know that as soon as I'm done with this story, I could walk away. Exactly. It's a fine ending, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, an A to B story in that I can I can consume that in, you know, eight hours or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But Fallout, it's there's so much to fucking do. Like, I've, I'm probably like 12, 15 hours into it, and I just feel like I haven't done anything like i feel like i'm gonna be playing this game for at least another like 80 hours yeah i've only put about like probably like four hours into it since i got it just because of unforeseen circumstances aka having a a puppy you were about to say (laughs) stupid puppy (laughs) i was but then i was like i can't do that because i like him yeah yeah he's pretty cute you said wait you said you could only imagine putting 80 more hours into this game or at least 80 more hours oh i said at least Okay, because can um, I tell you guys something gross? Maybe two hundred and sixty hours into Skyrim, just on my three sixty copy. That's that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Like, <laughs> I'm okay that, with that. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. One of my it is it is totally gross, but yes, it's awesome. <laughs> um. That that's it's the fair. amount of time that one of my coworkers put into Pokemon uh, Y. Okay, that's disgusting. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he does like the EV training and the breeding, and it's I, I don't understand it. Fucking like, holy crap! But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, he he showed me his game file and was like, yeah, like some like two hundred thirty, two hundred forty hours. I'm just like, you are holy a crap. fucking madman. That's probably how much I put into every Pokemon game since Red. Yeah. Are you serious? Probably. Well, I mean, like I always bought because I had um I had like my old Game Boy that was a hand me down for my brother, and then I got a Game Boy Pocket. So I had uh-huh. two Game Boys. And so Can't I would, pocket, like but I didn't have any friends. And so okay. I'd, bu- I'd buy one Pokemon game, then eventually buy the other. So I'd play both of them, and then I would trade to complete so the Pokedex. We Jesus. should talk about Pokemon in a second. I, like, let's finish up Fallout because I totally oh, forgot yeah. that that Nintendo Direct happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, uh, did you play Fallout uh, 3, George? I tried to. I went to it after I played Skyrim, and I just it felt like way too mechanical to me. Like the the menu systems, the actual yeah. way you leveled up, like with yeah, the, the skill Skyrim. progression work, yeah, yeah. And so that was just a turnoff. Like I really, really wanted to, and I spent probably four or five hours with the game. But after that, I was like, okay, I understand exactly what they're trying to do. I understand the praise this game is getting, but mm-hmm. I don't enjoy my time here as much as I should for a Bethesda game, so I'm just going to cut my losses. Yes, this is a great game, but it's not a great game I'm going to spend any more time in. Yeah, for me, like, I don't know why. That's how I feel with Elder Scrolls. Like, I'm not super big into, like, high fantasy, Mm -hmm. but but I'm really into, uh, like, science fiction. So just, like, the different kind of themes and worlds that you're in, I think, is one of the big things for me, but... uh, yeah, so that's I, probably why I enjoyed Skyrim so much, just because I really love high fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and then, but I also really enjoy science fiction. Like I, I, I like I like Fallout for what it is. Um, it's honestly like the game I kind of needed right now, and it's just weird because I, I played so much of Metal Gear, and I was like, okay, I, I think I got my like my do whatever I want kind of silly you, you know, gameplay type deal. Your big game of the year that you just sink into. Which one, Metal Gear or, or Fallout? I got confused. Sorry. Yeah, I was talking about Fabio with Fallout. Uh, okay. Is Fabio there? Yeah, I think Fabio matter. died. Yeah, we don't really need him anyway. Uh, I'm back in life. Okay, there we go. Um, there we go. Stupid he's, puppy. He's back. Yeah. Puppy problems, am I right? Yeah, you know, them <laughs> biting them wires. No, but um, yeah, I played a lot of Metal Gear, and I, I felt like, you know... I, I got I got that silly fun factor of um, of you know being able to do whatever I want in a weird way, but I don't know Fallout's just hitting that that scratch that that, that I've scratching or that, that itch. itch that I've had yeah. scratching that itch yeah. that itch that I've had for a while now and I, like it's honestly like it's just that right a perfect amount of perfect gameplay yeah and really fun ridiculous story like the the gameplay just feels so good like, yeah it, it fallout 3 had terrible shooting controls if you weren't using vats and now fallout 4 has just gotten it right yeah no yeah it's awesome so they've That's definitely why I borrowed check it out. Yeah. uh they've definitely borrowed some resources from uh the id guys because i think bethesda acquired id after fallout 3 um, okay, and that's good. Yeah, like because I was running around with the shotgun, and I was kind of like, you know, this kind of reminds me of Doom a bit. I'm like, oh yeah, no shit, because Bethesda makes Doom yeah. now. Um, so th- I think they borrowed some of that, uh, those mechanics from Doom, because uh, it def- it feels so much better to just run around. Like there, there's a lot of times where I'm going and use like not even using vats, like I'm just running through with my shotgun. Because um, I was playing third person for a while, just because. Uh, it's you heathen. <laughs> well, I, I was I was doing that because, uh, as you guys know, I chose to play this as Danzig. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I made yeah. Danzig in the character creator, and I'm running around as Glenn Danzig in, in the uh, the Commonwealth. And so, like, it defeats the purpose of me playing as Danzig if I'm not playing it in a third person. But uh, but I switched it up, and I'm having a lot more fun. Um, like because it's actually like a tight first person shooter now, and I was mm. running around like that because I was like, yeah, Fallout Three wasn't a great shooter. It was, you know, th- oh, that's fixed why a lot they of had the vats. Yeah, yeah, it fixed a lot of the problems that I had with Skyrim, where like I felt combat was just a little too loose and uh, it never quite 
felt right to me, and uh, the vats totally. That's because you were playing it wrong. Probably. I don't know. You needed more magic. <laughs> See, I, Always more magic. Destruction spells. Yeah, I, I don't like being a magic user in most games, though. Okay, oh, sure, yeah. but okay. The, my yeah. thing about Skyrim that I is a question I haven't had answered yet about Fallout 4 is the more I did something, the better I got at it. Like, every swing of, like, a sword with either one hand or two hands would respectively increase my level with two-handed weapons or one-handed weapons. And so the yeah. progress was really, really noticeable, and the progress was really fun because it was directly influenced by my playstyle. And for me, like, when I played Fallout 3, granted, like I said, it was only, like, five or so hours, but I just I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. Like, I, I didn't feel like I was... It didn't feel like it was val- valuing my time. Of, and so, like, adding plus one to skill or luck just felt arbitrary to me. Yeah, so it doesn't do the Skyrim leveling system, which... Like, I like the Skyrim leveling system. That was my favorite thing about the game for what little I played of it. But uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's smart of Bethesda to not go that way and actually, like, have distinct and separate products between Fallout and Skyrim. So it's not just like, oh, here's Skyrim with guns. Oh, for sure. Or, yeah. Because um, that's, a, that's a problem. Yeah, because that was Fall, that was Far Cry 3. Well, that's the problem yeah. with Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, but... <laughs> well, all their games are the same now. It's just like Assassin's Creed is in third person and... Uh, yeah. Far Cry is in first person, but they're ostensibly the same fucking game. And so... Yeah. Um, so for me, what it reminds me of, uh, which I know that you love Destiny, George, uh, is it, it fixes the skill progression problems that I had with Destiny, where it made it kind of seem like you had a little bit of like agency in the way that you progress your character through skills, mm-hmm. but it was really very linear, and like it gives you the illusion of choice, but there's no way that you'd ever choose anything other than your newer things. Um, the perk system in Fallout 4 uh, is totally nonlinear. Like, as long as you have your special ability to a certain level, um, you can just pick whatever skill or perk that you want. Uh, so you have a lot more... Uh, what are you doing, George? I'm not, I'm not, getting busy on Twitter during the middle of our podcast. Way to go. That was, that was what mouse are you clicking on? What year is this that you have a mouse? Me? Yeah, does it have Wait, a, who's clicking? Does it have a rollerball? I, I, I was clicking to go to Twitter. I have... The, oh. the Apple Mouse. Oh, okay, never mind. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the perk system is totally different, and you it's like not necessarily like freeform, but like there's a, just a big chart of all the perks that you can get, and if you have your special high enough, you have access to certain ones, and so uh, it's a lot more open ended in how you craft your character. The and way the way I kind of, the thing the, the big comparison that I have between Fallout and Skyrim is that Fallout's more of, like, it's a very open-ending kind of game where you can have a lot of fun and it's really silly and very lighthearted, but everything kind of wants to kill you. Like, you can't go in the water without dying, like, without, like, getting, you know, radiation. So, like, you have to be kind of be careful and very scarce and everything is kind of, like, low, um, you know, like, low bullet, low ammo, uh, low health kind of deal. But, you know, Skyrim was more about the exploration, the... Uh, the fantasy aspect of just like finding new places and jolly law and it's all good and everything's nice and beautiful and wonderful and you can kill a witch and then run away you know yeah. and find her you know, little hut and it's it's just everything's just way more like 
magical, obviously, for lack of a better term, in Skyrim. Whereas, like, Fallout's more of, like, a a survival kind of game, you know, but yeah. with a very lighthearted element to it. Which, yeah, it, it fits the setting that it's a little more survival. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. like, which, yeah, yeah, like, it's it's a lot harder. Ammo's harder to come by. Um, the enemies are a lot stronger. Like, you're going to die a lot. Wait, in um, this game, the ammo's harder to come by? Yeah. That's so weird yeah, that they would is. fix the shooting and then make it harder to shoot, you know? But I'm okay with the the light amounts because that, like, kind of forces me to go out and find yeah. ammo, which I'm, like, really excited to do. And and I, uh, like, you can kind of alleviate that by choosing the scrounger perk, which, like, you find more ammo whenever you're looting. There's a scr- what's, what's the scrounger perk? <coughs> I believe it's under luck. Okay, cool, because I'm, I'm, like, focusing a lot on luck. Like, yeah. I, I'm kind of around the board, but, like, luck is, like, one of my highest uh, Yeah, I, I, I tried I to play it a little evenly, but um, I think it's only, like, the second level perk for Okay, luck, so. I, haven't, I haven't gone down any levels yet. Yeah. I'm still, like, on the first level of everything. But, yeah, so you, you can, you know, like, and, and that's the thing, is that the game, you can cater to however you want to play it. So if you want to, like, just go on Guns Blazing, get the Scrounger perk, and you'll find more ammo, um, like you can actually craft a character that's totally unique from something else that somebody else creates. Um, I miss the karma system. Like, the karma system... Is there, is is there a... not a karma system? No. Like, I... I won't... Okay, I haven't... Like, like, I totally wanted... Oh, that's right. Yeah, I haven't done anything that's given me good karma, so that's how I like, know. Like, your companions yeah. will react to the things that you do, but there's no real karma system. Um, mm, okay. Where, like, you're being good or you're being evil. Or And my favorite thing about Fallout 3 is that you could be neutral and you got rewarded for it. Um... But this is just, yeah, your companions react to the things that you do, and you can not have a companion, and then it doesn't fucking matter. So what happens if you steal something from someone? Have you done that yet? Um, I haven't gotten caught doing it yet. But, like, <laughs> but people will react to you in the same way, but like the karma system just kind of influenced how people would generally like react to you. Like They could tell that you're a little bit like evil, ignored, and then yeah. it also opened yeah, up yeah. certain specific perks. Um, but since the perks are open-ended... Um, that feature isn't there. But yeah, uh, I have a lot left to do in that game. Like, I'm not even... I haven't even really scratched the surface oh, yeah, yet. Yeah, so, like, like, I'm, I, like, 12 to 15 hours into it, and I feel like I've, I've done nothing. That's way far ahead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, like, we're talking about Pokemon. Uh, just got announced that Red, Blue, and Yellow are coming back to... Or coming to the 3DS uh, eShop. We're getting an HD Twilight Princess. And there's a female Link now with the dumbest fucking name on the planet yeah linkus no what is it linkle linkle that's even worse (laughs) like i hate it i i really love the character model like i really like i mean to be fair to be fair link is kind of androgynous anyways yeah yeah that's that's why i don't understand it's a made-up fucking name so like why couldn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah like, and that's why I, I feel like Zelda has always catered to, like, a female audience is because Link's very androgynous, so it's a lot easier for them to identify. But, um, but like, I love Linkle's design. Like, it seemed like most people did. Um, like, I want to see this in, a, in an actual Zelda game. Like, give me the choice of being Linkle or Link. And... <laughs> that sounds so dumb next to each other. Yeah, they, they do. Well, I don't know, because, <laughs> like, I understand the whole meaning behind The Legend of Zelda. Like, I, yeah. there's a, a really amazing 
series. Like I was actually going to bring this up with you guys later in the podcast, but uh, game trailers used to make this series called Retrospective, where yeah, they I remember that multi-part documentaries, basically just talking about the entire canon of like a franchise. And so I was watching it on Zelda because I realized is, I haven't is that what the Star Wars one you sent me was? Yeah. Okay, I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, well, that's what it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, and so um, I watched it on Zelda today while I was hungover. And, like, I learned what the actual <laughs> legend of Zelda was. Like, about uh, how, like, in one specific game, I can't remember which one. I need to go back and rewatch the fucking series. Um, but, like, there's a reason why the game series is called The Legend of Zelda. And it's not about the princess that you meet named Zelda. But, like, I don't understand why they couldn't just play with the title. Because The Legend of Zelda could also just, like, make Link be named, be a girl named Zelda. And then the story is about her. Then she is The Legend of Zelda. Like, I don't understand why that would be so difficult for Nintendo to, to do for, like, a story reason. Um, do you just ask, why yeah, is Nintendo I, being difficult? Nah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's a question I That's fair, too. How long, long has the 3DS been out, and we're only just now getting red, blue, and yellow? What was that? Th- the audio cut out. 3DS has been out for, what, five years? Four years? Um, four. Four and a half. Yeah, Force, Force, yeah. And we're only it's just now getting mm-hmm. red, blue, and yellow? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, they... Yeah, the, the way that they're working their virtual stories is honestly frustrating. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they put out Earthbound on the Wii U virtual console, and it's like, fuck yeah, like, finally. And actually, they announced that Mother 3 is coming to the Japanese uh, virtual console. Yeah. How hard like, is it to port a game? I don't understand. There's emulators everywhere. How you, hard is that? You just need to, like, save as, like, .Wii U. Like, that's what um, I thought. Like, yeah. isn't it that easy? <laughs> no, you don't say that. No, you have to export to Wii U. Oh, so, so <laughs> export to dot Wii U. Okay, this is why I'm not like a software engineer. Yeah, Thanks, <laughs> that's the yeah. only reason. That's the only reason. I, I, I tried to save it as, and it was supposed to export it. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Are you? Are you guys? I have. This will have been the third time I will have bought Twilight Princess. <laughs> And this will be the third oh, yeah. time I've literally I, never played it. This um, will be the third time I haven't beaten that game yet. As, as long as they have, <laughs> as long as they have gamepad controls, I'm fine because I got that game on GameCube. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't get a Wii until like a year after it initially came out because they were fucking impossible. It was to really play. hard to get one. <laughs> yeah, um, and I played on GameCube, and that game was fucking amazing. I love mm-hmm. that game. Um, and then like a couple months later, I went up to my friend's house. Um, and he had it on the Wii, and I was just trying to help him beat it. And, like, the world was flipped, and the controls were really fucking weird. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I cannot play this game. Like, I, I, and it was after, you know, playing, like, 30 hours of Twilight Princess on the GameCube already, but sure. I was just like, I cannot play this game. Like, I didn't like it at all. But, uh, mm-hmm. so as long as there's actual, like, physical controls, controls and then yeah. not having to use the Wiimote uh, to play the HD version, I'm absolutely going to buy it. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that game. I, I never, I've never played it, so there's a huge chance I'm going to buy it if I could finish up, like I could do like a good amount of Fallout to where I'm like just kind of bored of it. Well, did they say when it's coming out? That's what I was going to ask. I assume next year. Yeah, yeah, like because the whole uh, direct was about things that are coming out next year. Yeah, uh, I just don't I know assume... what else I'm going to be playing next year. Uh, it's coming I out assume... in March. Honestly, oh, yeah. I assume oh, they're doing that because we're not getting a proper, like, original Zelda on Wii U. No, they, they still said that the new one's coming out in 2016. Yeah, but is it coming out yeah. on Wii U or is it coming out on NX? Yeah, it's coming to Wii U. They said Wii yeah. U. Yeah, it's coming to Wii U. I think the NX is going to be 2017. 
Okay, but, but they also, also they told all, okay, us. Okay, but they also said the game was coming yeah. out this year at some point too. You know, like yeah. that's why. I'm, and they like, also said that Star Fox well, was coming out this year, and, so. and Twilight Princess was also delayed to become a Wii launch title. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. So it's just it's I always like, especially with Nintendo, like not so much actually with Microsoft or PlayStation, but really with Nintendo, I just sort of like take what they have to say with a grain of salt, and I have to yeah. te- like they're the only company I really have to temper my own expectations for because. Those dudes make games that are so perfect, I don't feel yeah. like a 25-year-old who's postponing life when I play them. I feel like a 12-year-old on, like, summer vacation. Like, they yeah, just do and such a... a magical thing that I hate when they let me down because I yeah. trust them so much. Well, and, and that's why <coughs> I'm okay like... with them, like, taking their time with it. Because I, I know that what I'm going to get eventually is going to be fucking great. Like, oh, absolutely. Um, like Skyward Sword. But what was the last time they delivered on a on a promise? That's what kind of bothers me about them is like, back in the day, like they would do so few Nintendo Directs, they'd announce so little at E three. Like everything they said was like it happened. And now at this point, it's like I don't know if I can trust what they're promising anymore. Especially after this year. This year was just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's just like I don't know what to believe from them anymore. Yeah, well, I haven't played Wooly World yet, but Super Mario Maker is phenomenal. Splatoon was awesome. Uh, like for me, like Splatoon is fun, but I I can't like I'm not I'm not like invested. Yeah, into oh no, it. it's it's not something that like buy a Wii U to play fucking Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, if you get uh, Smash Brothers, Mario Maker, and Mario Kart Eight, like those are three of the best games of the last like two or three years. Yeah, and I'll stand yeah. I'll stand behind Mario Kart Eight as still being probably one of the top five prettiest games of this generation. Oh yeah. Like, even it's, though it's on lesser hardware, like Jesus Christ, is that game? Yeah, fucking it's just very gorgeous. clean. It's very clean. Yeah. No, and it's it's my favorite racing game. It's the best Mario Kart game. Yes, like, like that, that yeah. game is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, okay, they're only missing one thing though. Those battles are awful. It makes it's no true. sense. Like yes. they were just like they're like, let's give you normal races, but just throw on the balloons. That yeah. honestly pissed me off. Like no, that the... was honestly more of a slap in the face than anything. It, it it really was. That was shitty. But like everything else is so good about that game. And yeah, the like, actual racing is like yeah. I I feel like the the carts don't move in the same way. Like they're a little more um, like forward moving. It's harder to like do like lateral movement, mm-hmm. kind of in the way that you could in Mario Kart uh, sixty four. And that's yeah. why they did it. Like, I don't think that it works in, like, a square arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of get, like, the design limitations of that, but it's... Just don't put it in at that point. Yeah, exactly. Well, don't put like, it in or take... Van- like, do something, like, try to create, like, a jousting game. Like, you know, just try yeah. to imagine a, a way that cars can fight in a straight line. Yeah, jousting. Cool. Like, 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 that's the only thing that I can think of, but... Um, I don't know. Mix it up just because, like, that is, like, one of the most... That was like, a staple of, like, when I was a kid, you know, we would always do GoldenEye, we would do The World Is Not Enough, when that yeah. finally came out, uh, we'd do a lot of Tony Hawk, and then we'd go to Excite Bike 64, but then we'd always finish the night with Mario Kart Battles, you know, and it was just... Yeah. And, like, fuck, they man, were good... It was a staple. Yeah, they were good on Super Nintendo, good on 64, um, they were pretty good on DS, too, um, but, <clears throat> yeah, I don't get how they could drop the ball that bad like mm-hmm. don't give me a watered down version of it i'd rather have nothing yeah sure but um what was the other oh yeah cloud and super smash brothers oh, that's God. fucking insane don't, don't, don't i'm, I'm really happy that nintendo's making some kind of okay so even if you don't care about um 
Cloud or Final Fantasy. I'm just glad that Nintendo's re but they're like, talking to a third party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like the fact that they're talking to Square Enix again, and you know, this is a, this is a and, relationship that they had years ago. And not only you know, that, where, like, but like the games were releasing exclusively on Nintendo. Now, now all of a sudden, like they haven't, they've had a falling out with them for so long. It's just nice to see that they're trying to, yeah, you know, well, get like some movement. They get all of the Dragon Quest games on mm-hmm. like the 3ds but for them to get final fantasy back in like in a significant way uh like to get like one of their most iconic characters in that franchise especially a playstation character yeah well, exactly. that's the thing too because that is the that is the final fantasy that like they cut ties with nintendo like between final right. fantasy 7 and then whatever came out after like it took seven years for another mm-hmm. final fantasy game to appear on a nintendo console like that was chronicles yeah. And so for, like, the character that represents, like, the divestment that Square made in, in Nintendo to be, like, the character that comes, like, I think that's actually really cool. I don't care it, about it, Final Fantasy or Cloud, but I think the yeah, fact I, that they did I, that I really one don't specifically either. Is, like, is awesome. Yeah, it's more of, like, they're continuing to actually support their game in a really, like, who knows, like, how meaningful, but, like, they're still putting out characters and they're, like, you know, trying to please their fans in a significant way. Just the fact that they're actually, like, taking... No, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy about that. Um, It's, it's. I just wonder, like, if this is a true, if this is going to be an ongoing trend again. Yeah. If they're going to start reaching out to third parties again, um, or if this is just like one of those huge, like, shot in the dark. Can't believe it actually worked out. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to wait until NX until, like, a substantial third party collaboration work. I'm just surprised Cloud out of all of them just because he's Oh yeah. a PlayStation character like even, you know, the new Final Fantasy. Oh wait, no, new Final Fantasy is coming out on the Xbox one as well. Never mind. Yeah. The, well, and the Final Fantasy 7 remake I think is too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't Or no, no that's guess... coming to PC. I don't think it's coming to Xbox. Is it PlayStation only? Okay, so if that's the case, then yeah, yeah. that's a huge That's a huge I, th- I think it's I think it's time exclusive. Um is it okay? Like I think it's probably going to be like a year or so. Well, and it's, it's already going to be like a, that another two or three years till we get it. So, oh no! Apparently, it is coming um, on Xbox One. Okay. Interesting. Sorry, my audio kind of got crappy. Um, <clears throat> did you hear me? Yes, I hear okay. you now. Good. Good. Um, so it so is yeah, coming to X. Xbox One. Okay, it is. All right, yeah, cool. Sony just got it for their conference. Um, um, George, you're going to uh, the PlayStation Experience, right? I am going to the PlayStation Experience. I managed to not get a two-day pass, but got a pass for Saturday, so very excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah, going to get well, some good uh, Last Guardian action in there, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't know. I always feel kind of a disconnect because, like, so much of so much of gaming's like most important moments come from Japanese games. Yeah, like there's there's no argument about that. But I just I've never really gotten into a lot of their games, you know. Um, and that's not like uh, Sony a, de- a denouement just, on Japanese games. I just they, no, they, just Japanese games oh, in general. He's talking about. Yeah, like okay, po- I thought you meant Sony's games. Like Pokemon and Nintendo are, are like the the Japanese games that I love. Um, yeah, but um, when it comes to like Sony branded Japanese games, 
I haven't really been able to get yeah. into any of them. So I've been trying to branch out recently and I'm trying to get more sort of involved. I'm like forcing myself to do it like, um, like I just imagine games as like a class and like what would the required reading be? Mm-hmm. So I'm going through and I'm playing, I'm making myself play Sons of Liberty for the first time on my Vita. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just in an effort to get, to, be... to get more excited for Japanese games because like they do do cool shit. They do shit that no American, no Western developer would ever think of doing. Like Bloodborne, because that's a f- immaculate game. Yeah, yeah like, Bloodborne's it, well, phenomenal. That's why I was actually going to get the game of the year edition. That's actually one of the segments yeah. I wanted to bring up that's was I had, a, I had a kill list of games that I think you guys have played, and I wanted to run by you, which like what my order and picking them up and playing them should be. So we'll touch on yeah. that yeah. a little bit later. That'd be cool. Um. Yeah, for me, like, I played a lot of Capcom games, uh, like the Super Nintendo era. Uh, mm-hmm. Played a lot of Mega Man, a lot of their, uh, just, like, their, their platforming games of that era are so fucking good in uh, Castlevania. Sure. Uh, just, just that whole era is largely Japanese games, and that's where, you know, I started playing games and really fell in love with them, so mm-hmm. it's really hard to avoid... Uh, yeah, playing Japanese games in the like early '90s. See, when I was a, when I was a kid, honestly, most of the games I played were like licensed games, um, just because that was the that was the best way to absorb Star Wars in like a post Return of the Jedi world. Oh yeah, you know, without reading a book that I just I could never get into because like the biggest thing for me with Star Wars is always the visuals. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so I had a hard time. Like I read a lot of the books, but I didn't enjoy lots of the books is mostly like i just wanted to know the story and so like if wikipedia existed back then you know that's all i would have done was just do that rather than actually read the books um i'm trying to be better now because i have a star wars podcast with fabio but um yeah but yeah mostly like goldeneye the uh, rogue squadron um i played every single james bond game that ever came out you know um yeah all the comic book games of like the early 2000s and shit um that was always where it's at. But yeah, I'm trying to get more eclectic. I'm trying to get more versed in just gaming as like a, a language. And so because of that, I'm trying to branch out and play Jap- more Japanese games. Which is why I'm really excited for PlayStation Experience because there's just a lot we don't know about what Japan is doing. And the stuff we do know about what Japan is doing is really exciting. So I'm excited to hit that show floor. What yeah, is I Japan got... doing other than Dragon Quest and Bloodborne they're, for PlayStation right now? They're doing uh, another Gravity Rush. I didn't really care for the first one. Oh, I'm okay with that. Actually, I'm yeah. I really liked the first one, to be honest. Like it I, was fine. I, but... I, I couldn't. I thought like the uh, the tilt controls were too touchy yeah. on my Vita. Um, like it, like, I was into it conceptually. It was amazing. Yeah, but I didn't feel like they could translate that well into actually playing the game and getting it in your hands. Mm-hmm. I haven't finished that yet, but I I because I, I was only borrowing a Vita at the time. But I actually really enjoyed it. I thought the controls were pretty intuitive, especially for a handheld. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it. I think it just was trying too hard to be uh, a showcase of what the Vita could do, and they were more worried about implementing features of the Vita as opposed to, like, making Making the game work as a a video game. I I totally agree. that's that's a good argument. But I still love it. (laughs) Sure, sure. Like, you could say the same, like, I love, um, what, forget the name of the Vita, Uncharted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, Golden Abyss. Abyss. Yeah, Golden Abyss, like, that, that game's great. That's my favorite that, Uncharted game, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's up there for me. Like that game mm-hmm. is like it's really long too. Like, easily the longest Uncharted game mm-hmm. is the one that they threw on to a handheld. Yeah. Um, it also wasn't Naughty Dog making it with Sony Bend, but um, yeah, like they're those early Vita games are really trying to push um, 
like features yeah the, yeah features of the vita like the back touchpad and like the camera like putting it up to the light to solve a puzzle and it's really which, which annoying. i i only hate that's the only part i hated because i would always play vita yeah. in bed you know and so it's like oh i have i have to go to <laughs> yeah. i have to go to sleep um but I really want to play games. I know. I'll just play my Vita. And then there was like that one part where I was like, oh, Hey, what game was it that like you had to sit in like a swivel chair to be able to play it? Was it a fatal frame or something like that? It was some really God awful game that like you had to like actually move the ga- move like the 3DS around or something like that mm-hmm. in order to be able to, Oh, there was a face, like... face Raiders. Yeah. The, the AR game. No, right? it was, it was something else. It was like a horror game. Uh, yeah, that's oh, probably, um, probably are you thinking definitely. of zombie U? No, 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 it wasn't W. Uh, it wasn't the room. It was something else. It was something like the room, mm-hmm. where you had to like move the Vita, the, the the 3DS around in order to like take pictures or something like that. It was really bad. That sounds awful, but it's still not worse <laughs> than fucking Connect games, where like you have to use the Connect. That, yeah, I've that, never that, played a that's Kinect a game miserable experience. Like even yeah. with the new Connect on Xbox One, that's just just light years beyond better than the 360 one. It's still a fucking headache. Mm-hmm. Like the um, that D four game looked really good until they made it uh, connect heavy. like connect like a connect game. And I was yeah. like, oh, now I don't give a shit at all. Sure. Um. All right. So. Uh, oh, this, one, one this... sorry. One 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 quick thing though. Like I I don't want people to think no! I'm, I'm bashing Japanese games. Like I'm sad because there's just like a huge huge swath of games that I really want to get into. But I just yeah. struggle with like I'm not I'm not denouncing Japanese games and saying they're bad. I'm saying I'm sad that I don't have the understanding or interpretation that so many other people do because like thinking about it, the game franchises that I don't like, there's probably I don't know a thousand hours worth of shit that I should love, but I just don't. And it's all yeah. cheap as hell because they're older games. Um, yeah, we, we can. What help was you the last game that you played a lot of other than Destiny, George? Last game I played a lot of other than Destiny. Um, I threw myself in pretty deep into Skyrim, the Mass Effect series. Um, so this is a long time ago. It's been a long time since you've dove into a game. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'd agree with that. Other than Destiny, you were just talking about but Destiny the, the, was uh, like your your muse. You're just and, talking about The Witcher, though. Yeah, today. yeah. I'm like 30 hours or so into it. I just I got completely. I, I consider silent. that a pretty good amount of time. I, I do and I don't. Not when you put 260 hours into it. True. Like, <laughs> like this guy. Um, yeah, I want to get back into it. I just, this school is a lot more intense than I thought it would be, the one I just got into. Um, yeah. So I, I moved into a new apartment like two, three weeks ago, and I actually haven't even plugged in my PlayStation 4 just because I haven't had time to play it. Oh, oh man. You busy boy. It's a sad time. I know, right? <laughs> um, But yeah, so we're not planning on just talking about video games on this podcast. Let's talk about television from the internet uh master of none is aziz ansari's new show and it's really fucking good it is it's phenomenal um like i'd need to sit and look at the list of things that came out this year Mm -hmm. but it's probably the best show of the year that and it it really helps too if you don't think of it as a tv show if you just think of it as like a 10-part movie yeah oh no like that was my biggest problem is that like netflix is like Oh, here's Aziz Ansari's new comedy, and the first few episodes aren't very funny. Oh, it's not a comedy uh, at all. It's it's yeah, 
I mean, it, I guess it, it's it's funny how dark it is, but I mean, like, yeah. I don't think it's a straight up comedy. It's it's more like, of a commentary. Somebody compared it to Louis's show, yes. Louis yeah, C.K. That's, that's, that's exactly that's what it is. Yeah. Um, except okay. it's it's not as uh, cynical and pissy De- as because Louis C.K. has uh, has made me cry, laughed, and also cry out of like and cry, cry. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like sadness cry because something was so emotional. Like so, there was an episode I specifically remember from Louie that made me cry. So <laughs> watch, like you'll get to the parents episode of Master of None and then the finale, and you will just be a mess. I was you, floored with the finale. Yeah, and the parent episode like, just the, made me feel like such a shithead. Yeah, like it totally blew me away. Like if you've seen his latest uh, stand-up special or mm-hmm. read Modern Romance, a lot of the material is similar. Um, it's, it's probably like, I've, I've, tr- I've been trying to define it. Like, it, I don't feel like it's so much of a drama. Um, no. it's like, but it, I think it's probably the best romantic story, like the ideal <laughs> romantic story of our generation. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only it, other it's, it's, story that really like played with it on such like a real honest level I can think of was 500 days of summer. Yeah. And, and even that felt a little like, cliche. I think just because yeah. of the casting, like it, it felt little cliched and exactly yeah um yeah a little hackneyed and just aziz and sorry like because they tackle so many other issues and like it's uh an interracial relationship and they actually deal with their problems in like meaningful ways and mm-hmm. like you see them like bounce back from it like the uh, the mornings episode is one of my favorite pieces of like media yeah just the way that that shot and like how it deals with their problems and then how they grow from it and move on from it and like that's not like the climax where it's like, oh, now we have relationship issues and like it's make or break. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not that fucking dire. Like, not everything in a relationship has to be, you know. Black and white. I, I'll never be happy again. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes yeah. it is, right? Yeah, but just the fact that it acknowledges yeah. that it doesn't happen. No, to nobody, is, nobody is, got it. That's fine. Okay. No, I, okay. I, I, I can tell <laughs> you're trying to make a joke, and I'm, I was just like, oh. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a joke I'm thinking of, it wasn't a good joke. I'm hoping it's deeper than than where well, my mind went with it. I like how that came from the only said, one of us. You said married. no relationship is black or white, and I was like, okay, racial racial jokes. Time. Well, it's time. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought you were going for, and like, I don't and know, you were right. It was, it was, yeah. Um, but anyways, no, and, and like they touch on a lot of like they talk about uh, like white uh, white privilege, male privilege, and ways that aren't like speaking down to people but it's trying to like actually educate people and give it examples in a non like yeah, condescending just, way and just show perspective too because that's like it, that's exactly the hard, hardest thing to understand and appreciate when you're talking about a race that isn't your own is just like the daily experience you know because you just assume that your situation is the same as everyone else's and he does yeah. such a masterful way of just showing like yep a majority of it is the same but every once in a while, I have to deal with this bullshit I'm sure you never even thought I would have to deal with. And, yeah, like, it, it really is eye-opening. That, God, that show is so good. Um, I'm really excited to watch it. I still haven't watched it, so I have, like, honest, yeah, so understanding. Poignant. Um, I didn't like Aziz Ansari's last special, like the Madison Square Garden one. Yeah, it, it was... The, the one before that, that. So you don't like it, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was earlier. Yeah. Okay. Much that, that, was like two, that was like three specials ago. 
uh, the one the, the one like he did before that though, where he was in like Tennessee or something. Um, yeah, that was I, great. It was so good. I genuinely think that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like he just yeah. he didn't even he wasn't even being a comedian at that point. I feel like he was just having a really open dialogue about how hard of a time he's dealing with getting older. Like it just felt like him having yeah. like a, a crisis or like a breakdown or something on stage. Yeah. And trying to explain, like, am I, or just basically, like, asking the audience, like, am I crazy, or is this, like, a weird situation? And that's yeah. what I love so much about the show. Like, his humor translates so well into a, like, you know, pre-production thing as opposed to, like, a live thing. And it's just, uh, cannot stress how much you need to watch that show if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so, for me going into it, uh, my biggest problem was that, like, yeah, and of course, like, here's a comedy from Aziz Ansari, and so I go in expecting kind of like the Tom Haverford Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Um. But going, like, the first few episodes, like, aren't that funny. And it's fine. Like, I was still, like, super engaged, and I was just, like, a little confused because, like, the way that it was advertised and sold to me didn't match what it was. But the second that you, like, get it and you realize that it's so much more than that, mm -hmm. uh, it really starts to sink in. And uh, a few episodes deep, they start actually, it becomes more of a comedy. Like, the situations are funny. Like, they start actively telling more jokes. Um but yeah, like the, the way they tackle things that I haven't seen, like it's not even like they tackle one thing. They tackle so many different issues that nobody will like, seriously address in mm. like an actually like good piece of media. Um, but each episode they tackle one or more different things. Like the uh, the one with uh, I'm trying not to spoil it, but like the adultery, mm -hmm. George. Like like that I thought was actually like oh my god, you ruined it, right? <laughs> um, like, that could have been handled so fucking poorly. That could have gone wrong so bad. But they, they actually did it, like, in a way that, like, things were resolved super fucking well. Yeah, and, res like, respectfully, uh, which is really yeah. ironic considering the, the subject, yeah. Exactly. Like, the, <coughs> they're, like, they have a really deft touch in, like, like, bringing up topics but never, like, crossing over the line that, mm -hmm. uh, that really makes it either, you know, inappropriate or offensive like they handle things so well and even like uh not like in just like a pointing at other people's problems but like his own problems where like he handles them in a way that is just so fucking satisfying and like non-offensive yeah like it's, it's it's really great i fucking love that series and i'm actually now that i'm talking about it again i'm probably gonna rewatch it it's one of those things where it's like i probably won't rewatch this just because it's so powerful, and I don't think it can have the same impact twice. But now mm -hmm. that I'm talking about it, I'm just like, I want to watch it again. It's so good. Right. Um, yeah, I, need, I, I want to go back and watch it again, just because I'm sure there's things that I missed the first time watching it. Um, I just love his idea of romance. Like, it's so poignant. It's so honest. It's so weird, you know, but it's it's so yeah, accurate. And, like, you know? and in the way <laughs> like, that he talks about, like, marriage, um, yeah. I'm just like, whoa, like, no TV, like, Outside of like HBO or Stars, like no network would like let him talk Say about Star Wars. That way. Yeah, I mean, except for Louis, like when he when he had like not even his show on FX now, but he had um, he had this other show on HBO that kind of did what Aziz did. Um, yeah, but I don't think um, it was as effective as as what Aziz is doing now. Yeah, so I think a good analogy is that Master of None is Louis for our generation. Yeah. Like, we're, like, Louie, I think, uh, appeals to a little bit more uh, of an older audience. Mm -hmm. and I, 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 
I feel like maybe I'm an old man because I that show really connects to me. No, well, and, and, no, and like no, sure. it's, it's very human, and like Master of None, like even older people will will get it. Like, and and that's the thing is they're both very human and they're both very real, and they tackle things and you know they're they're trying to point out these things that we take for granted in our lives. Uh, and there's something universal about that, but Louis just in general will like you know he skis a little bit older, like because you know he talks about being a dad and he talks about you know, having kids and being divorced where Aziz is like, like, do I want to have kids? Like, do I need to settle down? I see down? what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's very, cause his character's 30 and he's like, just getting out of that, like, you know, getting out of your twenties, like getting into like, he needs to settle into adulthood. And that's something that I think appeals to like our age group. Yeah. Louie by comparison is like probably a little bit more nostalgic. Yeah. Whereas Aziz is like a, a little bit more just sort of, What's the word? Um, Current? Yes and no. Oh, God, what's that really depressing? Sh- existentialist, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Fabio's life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and, and just in the way that he kind of plays with, like, um, like dream sequences. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's very... Yeah, existential is a... I don't think it's quite the word, but it fits. Yeah, I can't think of... So on a scale from, like, one to ten... How hard am I going to cry? <laughs> um, you, like, the ending is going to fuck you up in a bad yeah. way. Like, I don't know what, like, your personal experiences are and how you would identify with them. But for me, it did put me on my ass. Like, I was just like, like, I, I was trying to tweet about it and, like, I didn't know what to say. Like, I couldn't think of any, like, meaningful way to, like, express what I was feeling into words, especially 140 characters. I watched, I watched the end and I just, like, immediately, like, went outside and smoked a cigarette just because, like, I needed to, like, remove myself from where I had just watched that happen. And I just, like, I yeah. had to go somewhere else to reflect, <laughs> you know? Like, I just, yeah, I needed a little, a per- little perspective of my own. And Jesus, yeah, it's, it's good. Hey, Fabio, like, you should, you should watch it. It is a very good show. I know you got yeah, it, it's um, but... I'm going to do it this this week. I, I was just trying to finish up Narcos, yeah. which I had put off for a long time. So now I'm going to, I'm going to need something like that. Yeah. That the, sounds, that sounds good. The, the pacing's a, a little weird just because most episodes are like 29, 30 minutes. Yeah. Which is perfect for me. I need yeah. to get through that fast. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but like usually a TV show is like 22. Um, so the, the pacing seems a little bit weird and I think that was the oh, problem. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like I had that same problem with the rest of development, but, uh, uh, the fourth season of it, but Master of None handles it way better. Like, it just seems a little bit weird. Where like, you ever feel like it's going to go a little bit longer? It should have ended like a minute or two ago. But it's at a certain point, it just grips you, and you're just like the morning's episode actually went by way too fast for me. And it was, I think, one of the longer ones. Yeah. Um, but well, it's just because they do have that extra seven minutes. Like the whole issue is just that like the first act doesn't end when you think it would. The second act doesn't start when you think it would. Oh yeah, especially in like the. I think it's the second to last episode where it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, I think like the second act goes on for like a long time. Like, yeah. it, but you know, it, it works. It um, does. Yeah. That's the thing they, they mess with the structure, but I think in a really positive yeah. way, which is something I always love seeing is just when people yeah. take the established and just tweak it a little bit. And it really suits the story, especially the content that he's trying to convey to the, the spectator, which absolutely yeah, um, a special show. And I officially have nothing else to binge until jessica jones comes out so well you got like like four or five days got got like a week for that yeah (laughs) um but have you guys watched sense eight yet no no i heard it's really good that's something i've been putting off for a very long time as well 
Yeah. See, yeah, and, like, it's weird that I'm trying to think of, like, the best shows of the year. Like, either... Daredevil? Yeah, either new or, like, recurring. Like, for me, it's it's Daredevil, Bojack Horseman, and Master of None. Yeah. Um, That's really fair. God, Bojack Horseman. And and, and it's not just Netflix. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, just TV in general. But it's kind of sad that Netflix kind of, like, is predominant in the TV uh, genre, even though it's not on any, like packaged cable deal you know uh, yeah, pretty I, awesome because here's what here's where i get confused is like i'm trying to decide if it has a lower barrier of entry or a higher barrier of entry because it's not on cable but it's so much cheaper than cable you know but you I'd, need I'd argue... but you need internet and i just i don't know what the actual like translation is for how connected people are, how aware they are, because there's so much shit you can do on the internet. Like, do they really know about Netflix and that it's not just a collection like, well, of? Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like Xbox. Yeah. Kind of like Xbox said it at one point. You know, if if you don't have internet, there's always stupid yeah. other stuff. Yeah, if you don't um, have the internet, here's a book. I'd, yeah, I'd argue it's, <laughs> I, I would argue that it's lower just because. Um, you know, you can find internet somewhere. Like you can go. There's always to a there's always a thirty day free trial. You yeah, know, that'll hook you. It's but, there's it's a pretty easy access. But I think the the biggest thing is that, uh, like you don't need to be in a time and a place to watch it. Like a specific time and a place. That's like, my favorite thing. It, it respects my time more than any cable yeah. network show does, which is really awesome. Um, I don't know if it counts as this year. Or last year, I was super bummed when Constantine was canceled. I, I see. I. I never got into Constantine. Uh, I just caught up, up on Arrow, thing. and I fucking loved him on Arrow. Constantine like was he... just that all the time. Like, it was awesome. It was so yeah, good. Yeah, that's, that's NBC. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, like, I watched quite a yeah. bit of TV, like, more than I realized. And, like, even then, like, the things on Netflix are the things that, that really stand out to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of anything, really, that came close. Like, uh, Madam Secretary is actually a pretty good show. Yeah, um, The Grinder is a show that should not be funny, but is so fucking hilarious. It's a really good app, dude. I haven't set my toes into that. Um, um, like, I, I was really worried that Rob Lowe was going to be, like, the douchey Rob Lowe that, that he has been before as a character. Mm-hmm. Oh, like in Wayne's World? Um, yeah. yeah, but it's definitely more, it's definitely more Chris Traeger than, um, Wayne's World. That's good because like, oh, man, I just I did not see that coming because like I have the biggest crush on Rob Lowe because of West Wing. <laughs> yeah, like he, he him as Sam Seaborn is just like one of my favorite fictional characters. Yeah, and like yeah, he he didn't really do a whole lot after that. Like the only like stand up things I can think of are like uh, Thank You for Smoking, and he just had a bit part yeah. in that, you know. Yeah, he, he so, had a lull before Parks and Rec. Yeah, and then Parks and Rec came out, and it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, everyone loves Rob Lowe as much as I do now. This is an amazing world to be in. And then yeah. I was, yeah, I was afraid that he found, like, success again. So it's like, what's he going to do? Is he going to squander it, or is he going to take advantage yeah. of it? And by all indications, everything I've heard about the grinder is actually very, very good. So yeah, uh, I went back and I re- Yeah, I went back and rewatched it, and, like, there are a lot of jokes I totally didn't pick up on. Like, it's a lot smarter than mm-hmm. it seems, especially from what the commercials made it seem. Um like it's actually I really fucking love it. It's really funny. Uh I forget the name of the girl who is uh Tom Haverford's girlfriend in uh Parks and Rec. Oh, that Cuban chick? Yeah. She's oh. in it and she's she's fucking wonderful. Uh Fred Savage is adorable. Mm-hmm. Um the 
the uh, actors that play Fred Savage's kids are fucking delightful. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, it's it touches on a lot of, like, kind of, like, pretty serious, like, family notes where, like, like between, like, the favoritism of his dad and, like, it gets pretty somber at points. But uh, it's, it's actually really funny. I'm enjoying it mm-hmm. quite a bit. Like, it was, it was off for, like, two weeks, and I was really upset about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, just most TV, like, I've watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Bob's Burgers. Uh, I watch a lot of comedies, and just, yeah, like, I, nothing is quite what Netflix is putting out. I, I skew towards comedies, too. And um, I would probably say that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of one of the smartest and funniest written shows on TV right now. But I've, oh, I've been very, like very scared of watching that show just because like i didn't i didn't think it was good at all oh really like i i know I, I haven't watched it i oh. just i oh, feel like um, it's not gonna be. well it's like it's pretty much the lonely island like creating the show yeah so like it's it's pretty smartly written um terry Cru- like again like that is probably the best ensemble cast on tv and yeah i think that's kind of why like i've been like questioning because like i feel like the lonely island like i never listened to their album but i feel like it was very good for the time and i think comedy like it kind of trans it doesn't always transcend time you know like there's a lot of comedies that wouldn't make sense nowadays oh, but absolutely. it really made sense back in the day like sure but i mean they went know, on to do saturday watching... night live too you know like they didn't just yeah. stay stuck no, on youtube no i i totally know andy sandberg's albums, andy yeah. sandberg's been been writing you know comedy uh, comedy for a very long time and has well, a great and, history of it and hot rods probably the most underrated worried. movie in the past like 10 years yeah it's most underrated yeah that movie's fucking brilliant that yeah. th- that is a movie no, that I will love transcend time i've seen that movie more times with commentary than without like that is how much i love that movie and yeah, love yeah those like people. Ugh, um, it's, it's such a fucking great movie um vancouver Melody. oh yeah it's a very underrated oh. movie and I totally forgot that Wet Hot American Summer first day of camp came out this year too. That's oh fuck yeah, that, that was that was a mini event for that me. That was really too. good. That, yeah. that I've yeah. I've watched that I four took, times. I took a whole Saturday to watch that. Yeah, it's, it's so fucking good. It that should not like it shouldn't have worked the first time in the movie like mm-hmm. fifteen years ago, and for whatever reason it, it totally fucking like works even better now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like Paul Rudd's characters pretty much yeah, perfect like, <laughs> oh man just and christopher maloney's probably the most handsome just ever mm-hmm. like he makes like he is in a scene like him against john ham and like he's the handsome one i'm just like jesus like how, how does that happen mm-hmm. Ooh, also it's weird. um it just came out recently so i haven't had a chance to watch it yet but really the new, like well no the no no oh. i've seen that, that was a segue. Yeah. It was oh, gotcha. Um, ne- uh, with Bob and David on Netflix with David. I Cross watched the first episode. It Bob was so Unkirk. fucking funny. Yeah. Like th- that just went up today. Yeah. So, it was a it was uh, a remake of uh, Mr. Show. Mr. Show, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Like a, man, a I just reboot. learned how little TV I watch. God, I'm kind of ashamed. That came out. Uh, uh, so another point in Netflix's scoreboard, and also uh, I don't know if you saw Grace and Frankie or not. I didn't. It looked really fucking weird. It like, is it really weird, like but it's also really funny. The whole idea, Fabio, I don't know if you've heard of this show. Um, it's Sam Waterston and Martin Sheen. Yeah, I've seen, are... I've seen the, like, the poster for it. Yeah, they're, like, best friends, yeah. and, like, they have their wives, and they're about to retire and move to Florida, and then, like, the husbands drop a bomb on, like, their wives that they're actually gay for each other, and that they're moving to, like, they're ending their marriages and, and going to Florida by themselves. 
Jesus. And it sounds so weird, and it it is just like a weird just because like you don't like think of that as like a good grounds for a funny show. Um, yeah. But it but it works, and God, I love Martin Sheen. I love Sam Waterston. Um, yeah, they're fucking wonderful. And so yeah, just another thing. And even if it's not your cup of tea, even if you don't like it, like that's a show that would not have gotten would not have gotten made if it weren't for Netflix. So like you all of a sudden have is options. Like... You have variety because Netflix is taking way more risk than anyone else is. Um, yeah, I, th- I think for me, it's I'm just not super big about Jane Fonda or Lily Tomlin that much. Sure. Like I, 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 I know that that's sacrilegious to a lot of people, but for whatever reason, it just and and I haven't watched like sat down to watch it, so that I might be totally proven wrong. Like I will give that a shot now tonight. Now that you have uh, endorsed it, yeah, I, I like. It. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's masterful or anything, but I I was yeah. very entertained when I watched it. The only show I can think of that is competing actively with stuff Netflix is doing is Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. That that was one of the few things where I'm like. That's probably the best non-Netflix show right yeah. now. If if not like, just straight up the best show, too. Um, yeah. Well, and everyone was saying, like, whenever Jon Stewart left The Daily Show, um, it's like, like, what if he sucks? I'm like, well, John Oliver's been doing Jon Stewart's job better the past, like, seven months. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, so, actually, so I'm, I'm, I'm personally very selective with, like, my TV, like... I'm I'm really glad that Netflix got the rights to Black Mirror because um, I mm-hmm. watched that and I really fell in love with that. Um, That's the like, uh, like I, I, I'm Twilight just... Zone show, right? Or is that yeah? Orphan Black? If you if you could watch it, no, it, it's Black Mirror. Okay. Uh, Orphan Black is okay. Uh, I still haven't found why I like it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you get a chance to watch anything from Black Mirror, I, I've recommended it plenty of times. Um, but it's cause like none of it is actually canonical, like in, in, or sorry, not canonical. Um, like it, it's just, it doesn't, it's not linear. There's like there's no, no continuity specific yeah. story continuity. There we go. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's episode season one, episode two is honestly like the best thing I've ever seen on television. Like it honestly, I've cried to that episode. Like it's, it's like it feels like a cry for f- from the director, like for some attention to just like mm-hmm. for humanity to stop its path. And it's honestly one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. Sure. So I mean, if anybody can watch, I- I'd highly recommend. You know, speaking of Netflix mm-hmm. uh, exclusivities, Black Mirror is on there, and they bought the rights to it. So if you can, please watch that. <laughs> That's sure. really good. That and it's not a Netflix exclusive and it's not even a Hulu exclusive, but you can only see them on Hulu now if, unless you have comedy central. Um, South park, I feel has been firing on all cylinders this year. Um, yeah, it's been good. Like, like I was they, actually really surprised. Yeah. Well, starting with last year, they actually had like a, a subplot for the first time that ran for multiple episodes where <laughs> Randy yeah, like... <laughs> stands dead was actually Lord, which is one of the funniest things ever. Um, yeah, so, which like, is the first time. Yeah. yeah, and so they kept that going forward, not with that, but I mean, like with PC Principal and just the idea yeah. of censorship. I I, as I a expected subplot. to hate P, like PC Principal. Mm-hmm. I was like, like oh, like they're gonna just shit on people who are you know like Sensitive. arguing for you know yeah. treating people right. But like they actually handle it really fucking well. The the Yaoi episode mm-hmm. is one of my like one of my favorite episodes of TV in recent memory. That sure. episode was fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, 
And um, speaking of Netflix, really quick, just because I know you guys aren't terribly interested in this, um, Hulu uh, actually started airing like pretty recent Gundam series. Oh, I saw that. I, that's on my queue. Yeah, and so I'm kind of a purist. Like, I really, I, I don't mind like the alternative or alternate timeline shit that happens in Gundam. A lot of them are actually really good. <laughs> but uh, for me, like the the UC, like the Universal Century, like the first Gundam timeline or whatever that happened is like one of the most amazing science fiction stories I've ever seen. And so um, I was really excited when they announced Gino Reconquista as like the new series because it was supposed to take place in that timeline. I think it's pretty good animation, a lot of questionable choices. The story, however, just makes the least amount of fucking sense. And that's so disappointing to me coming off of Gundam Unicorn being like the most recent story to be in the same timeline. Um, and so that feels like a setback, but actually like iron blooded orphans is actually pretty awesome. Um, which is like an alternate universe for Gundam. So if there's any people who like anime and robots, um, I recommend checking that show out on Hulu. That's the new one, right? That is the newest one. Yeah. Gino Reconquista, I think came out last year, but it's finally got like official subs and everything. And, um, right stuff. Animation is actually bringing out all the shows, on Blu-ray to the United States for the first time. And so it's really exciting because, like, there are so many series that I bought, like, really shitty fan subs that are just awful quality, like, probably 360p. And the translations, I might as well have watched in Japanese because the translations just don't make any goddamn sense. Um, Yeah. And so just having, like, an official, officially licensed release that has officially paid for subtitles that are approved by Sunrise um, in Japan pretty stoked on that um going forward and so that's like my that's like my my one niche show is uh is gundam so in case the one person listening out there also likes gundam just wanted to pass along that that positivity about the shows well there you go um that was our first episode congrats guys we did it we survived yay yeah um yeah like it's nice talking to you guys again especially about the video games Seriously. Oh, speaking speaking about the video games, I wanted to run through my list real quick. This will just take a, a take another twenty goddamn minutes. No, it, it'll it'll be real slow. It'll be real slow. Okay. okay. So I got a list of a couple games, and I wanted to just run through what you guys think they should take the like precedence in 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 my free time. All right. Okay. Uh, until dawn. <laughs> Shut up, Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> until dawn, worth picking up? Yes or no? Didn't touch it. Didn't I haven't played it. it, but I want to so bad. Me too. And it looks relatively quick too. So like a part of me is like, fuck yes, that that's all. If I can beat a game in a weekend now, I love that game. Um, but because it is quick, I also think like I, just, I, I probably love wait horror, for it to be thirty dollars. Like, so. um, okay, so moving on since you guys can't help with that because you're worthless. Um, Drive Club. I'm not sure if it's like playable or good now. No. I'm. I am not into like simulation racers. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little bit of it, and I'm just like, yeah, this is too much like Forza for me. Like, okay. it's, it's whatever. All right, uh, Arkham Knight. Yeah, Worth I haven't played up. it, but I, I mean, I, maybe. Okay. If you like the Arkham games, then absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Fallout Four. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Worth. Okay. Yes. Do you understand yeah, my hesitance? So, in, in picking it up though like is that is that a fair thing or should i yes. just get the fuck over it it's, it's, totally it's, it's fair like it, it's something that's going to hold up for the next at least few years mm-hmm. um and, and given the amount like, of time that you have george like you're, you're not missing out on waiting 
because you're yeah. so busy and you have right now with school. And I just remembered why, like, it was super weird to me that you hadn't played it, um, because you, George, if you didn't know, are Bostonian. Yeah, that's another reason so, I do really want to check it out, to be honest, just because, like, yeah, like I, um, I, I love Boston, the city. I don't like the, I don't like a lot about Boston, but I love, like, the architecture, I love the history about it, so. Yeah, no, like, going, going through Cambridge um, in the game, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, like, oh, here's a frat house, here's this. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it just reminds me, of, like, I'm so over my college experience, just, like, going through the Cambridge area of the game. It's like, I just want to murder everything in this section and move on. <laughs> like, like I've, ne- I've never been to Boston, but, it, like, it really, like, it definitely has a vibe that, to me, like, seems what I understand Boston as being. Cambridge I went to Boston is... once, and I wanted to murder everything and move on. Cambridge yeah. is the the ritzy the area. Life. Um, yeah. And so, like, uh, yeah, that's sort of, like, where all the boutique shops are and, uh, you know, the, the nice restaurants, yeah. which the um, only reason I like going to Cambridge was because I found, like, a pretty good card shop that sold magic cards. Nice. That was the only only reason I ever went to Cambridge, that, and I worked yeah. there, but um, I didn't like the, that. So, for me, like, if I were to go to uh, Boston, the main thing for me to do would be go to, uh, go to Fenway. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they do with Fenway is really fucking cool. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, You're just going to see yeah. a giant green wall from the outside and say, okay, that's it, <laughs> and walk away. Well, I mean, Fenway is, Fenway is like one of the few, like, untouched, like, original baseball stadiums, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like them, it's right. Dodgers, it's... Like, like I, I love Safeco up here in Seattle. Like, mm-hmm. it's probably, like, the antithesis of, uh, like, uh, actually, I'd say the Marlins are the antithesis of, like, Fenway, but, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I love having that, like, newer like, really nice stadium, but, like, I've been to uh, Soldier Field and Wrigley, and, like, it's it's phenomenal, and I'd, I'd love to do that with Fenway. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Okay, so, yeah. All right. Next game. Uh, Diablo 3 on PS4. Yeah. Worth picking up? Yeah. Do we, it. All, the three of us could play it then. Yes. Okay. Cool. I just, I don't have my PS3 yeah, with I'm me. I hope I uploaded my save to the cloud, because I do not want to lose my character. Um, but even if I do, fuck it, who cares? Uh, that's the whole point of the game. Uh, Mad Max. Oh, I wanted that game to be so much better. Than I want to. I want to. I'm going to play it like once it's, it's cheaper. Yeah, like, pick it up for, like, 30, 40 bucks, and I'd say it's worth it then. Okay. But 60 for that, I couldn't condone that at all. Okay. Good to know. Uh, Borderlands, The Handsome Collection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, have you played those games? Yeah, I'm into that. I played the fuck out of Borderlands 1. Like, I actually probably... I beat every expansion. I beat the game probably six times. Um, I didn't have my roommate with me when Borderlands 2 came out, and I think just not having someone on the couch just made it less fun for me. Um, uh, see, I, I've played through the game um, online in split-screen. Mm-hmm. Borderlands is a terrible split-screen game. They don't. They did not compensate for the half of a screen very well at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I played through Borderlands 1 and most of Borderlands 2 by myself. Hey. No, I, I did too. Like, I I played Borderlands <laughs> 2, I think, four or five different times. Mm-hmm. Um, once online, once on the couch, and like two or three times on my own. Um, like, it, it's great either way, but um, the pre-sequel's all right. Um, it's fun. It's a fun, you know, 20 hours to put into. Oh, sure. It's I mean, I would mostly be buying it for two. It's not what you're buying two. it for. Um, yeah. Um, two is phenomenal one of the best games of the last generation cool um and um, la- last game sleeping dogs the ps4 version yeah um how do you play sleeping fucking... dogs 
I put a couple hours into it and then stopped. Um, not because I didn't like it or anything, just uh, life got in the way. Um, yeah, same here. If you like, haven't I played it, when it, it came out on. What? Um, I got it on PS Plus whenever it was free there, mm-hmm. and I did the same thing. I played like two hours of it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like that was really fun, but I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the same thing that you did with like Fallout, where just like it just feels like it's a little old at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my roommate got the definitive edition for Xbox One, and I was playing that, and was like, okay, this is fucking great. This is what I wanted. All right, because um, I read and... conflicting reports that it did not run well on next gen consoles, and that it ran super well on next gen consoles, and I don't know who the fuck to believe. Um, yeah, it. I had no problems with it. Okay, cool, cool. All right, and uh, uh, so that, I, that wraps it up. I would say Fallout Four. Borderlands, uh, Sleeping Dogs, and I forget what the others were. I'd say Arkham. Until Dawn. Like, I would do Until Dawn, yeah. for sure. Like, yeah, it looks like it's really great. See, the, the, the worst thing about Fallout 4 is that it's going to take forever. Like, take up yeah. all your time, and then mm-hmm. you won't be able to play the other thing. So if you want to like start knocking out the list, I'd probably wait on Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, I have... Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Until Dawn first if that's what you're planning on doing, just because mm-hmm. Sleeping Dogs and Borderlands have a lot of content as well. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, cool. But, um, yeah, I have, like, really intense schedules for 10 weeks at a time, and then I have three weeks off, because, like, my school runs on quarters. Yeah. And so I have my first break coming up. And so like, have... like on, like, actual quarters? Like, you have to put 25 cents in to get, like, three classes? Fine. Yep, I'm in amazing shape because I have to carry a hundred dollars in quarters. That's just ten rolls with me every single day. It's like a. I think you'll walk, do just walking fine fall out. You got to carry like thousands of bottle caps at a time. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited to have a couple of weeks to myself to uh, finally cruise uh, through some games. And real quick, Fabio, uh, have you noticed that like it seems like I can't carry as much as I could in Fallout Four or Fallout Three? Like, have you had that uh, problem? I haven't yet, um, but I know that you can give your companion stuff, which I just found yeah. out, which is really cool. But but even then, I keep running out of space uh, because, like, yeah, you need the... to put down all those all those all those uh, all those used condoms you're picking up in the game. See, I had that well, problem. I'm not in... gonna... Oh, sorry, go for it. I'm just I'm not going to litter my used condoms after me and my uh, super mutant companion. Mm-hmm. break through the uh I, I don't know i lost that joke uh, I, had the, <laughs> I had the same I, problem I, in skyrim until i went up to like high hrothgar like the people who actually teach you how to use shouts and then there's like a chest right in front of their place and i just started leaving shit in that chest um is there anything yeah. like that you, you can just like leave your your shit in and then you never went yeah, back yeah. to it um like you have a bunch of different like houses and locales like because uh they have the settlements in this one mm-hmm. so you actually will have yeah. a lot of different places that you could drop them off oh, cool. but um yeah there's there's a, there's like a restaurant it's almost like a, a diner type thing it's called a no i'm sorry it's not a diner what is that it's called a red rocket which is just hilarious oh, the the, <laughs> the gas station is it a gas is that what it is it's a, it's, it's a gas station or it's like a it's some kind okay. of like gas station uh mechanic shop point is it's called red rocket which is hilarious yeah because yep <laughs> as a child um okay that's gonna do it we're we're long yeah running long here um yes we are so, fabio where where can people uh find you on social media so they can avoid you i don't you? know nobody follows me anyway uh at sabio fantana is that your yeah Twitter? that's the one sure okay 
George. You could, you could you could go follow me and then unfollow me like three seconds later once you realize I'm tweeting a bunch of garbage. Hey, that's what people do with me. I've lost three followers in the last day. Um, I, I, I keep getting spam. I lost followers, six followers like... in like two days. So I don't know. Like, are you bragging about how much but... worse you are at Twitter than me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, George, what's your Twitter's? My handle is at gb loftus l o f t u s. Awesome. And, um, you can find me at Mikey Krieger, M-I-K-E-Y-K-R-I-E-G-E-R. Um, the G-E-R part silent, it's actually baby. Yeah. And um, uh, you should follow all three of us so you can get the full homoerotic story. Because um, when you only follow one of just, us, you're only seeing one side of the triangle. Yeah. Because uh, like, Nikki had to follow me so she could get in on our... Uh, homoeroticism mm-hmm. or sexual tension yeah, yeah she's probably gonna unfollow all three of us like within the next five minutes well george said that she hated after her. we he, get off this podcast her, and tweet yeah yeah i'm supposed to hang out for, for her birthday so i actually need to yeah. get get going all right well that was a podcast thanks for listening um yeah thanks for listening putting up with our shit uh we'll see you at a point sometime soon probably if this one doesn't implode and murder our families. Yeah, Bye. Au revoir. That was fun.